Good to hear from you again. It's 2019 now, and I've just gotten back to work from my two and a half weeks of break, during which I've been chilling, reading books, and among other things, reviewing 2018, seeing what happened, what changed, what I learned, what this year was about. And this, Michael, is what I wanted to discuss with you today on this snowy afternoon on the podcast. All right. So uh, I assume you have already completed your review. I have, mostly. Problem is that I really wanted to do it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm halfway through. Uh, I'm more than halfway through. Let's, two, let's say two-thirds through. And um, the problem was that in the vacation time in Christmas, on, on Christmas and, you know, between Christmas and New Year's Eve, like I got so much family and friends obligations, like obligations, like things we want to do as a family that like I couldn't find time for myself, you know, and with the kids, mm. it's, it's crazy. So the most I've done was, for example, on the flight back home. So it was like, the, you know, I, w- I was early morning, the kids were falling asleep because it was very early and I could just chill and just focus on my review. And it was so, so good. So after that, I've, I've completed it. Uh, well, I'll tell you more about it. But anyway, thanks to this, I managed to do lots of it, but I still haven't done mine. So I hope that this week I'll have it finished. Great. So... What was 2018 about for you, Michael? Like many themes, but I think the biggest one for me, and we've already discussed this on this podcast, was travel. Because it was the first time Mm. I completely dropped my company for six weeks. Which was like the the biggest thing ever, ever, ever. Like uh, for me, not to think about uh, current affairs of the business for more than a week. Uh, I don't think I've, it happened to me many times, but for six weeks, completely shut off that, like think about business in general, but not, you know, day-to-day stuff and not to check Slack, not to check Nosby, not, not to check anything and just be with my family and be focused on traveling and spending time uh, with them. I think that was one of the biggest things uh, last year. Wow. And for you? So for me, as for travel, 2018 was very different. I was traveling far less than in previous two years. Uh, So in 2017, I was on two big, long, complicated trips, one to Panama and the other to Florida and to um, California. But in 2018, I had none of that. I was only on three international trips and to uh, nearby places. I was in Spain twice and I was in... Uh, Romania. Uh, however, I was actually traveling more than ever before. So 2018, among other things, was a little bit of a year of semi-nomadic lifestyle. Exactly. We'll and link to it in the show notes. So you you became a real nomad. No, not a real one, just a fake one, but yes. Yeah, but it's, it's already a... Th- an, a um a theme in our company that you know uh, we have to ask around where you are at this moment like <laughs> we're never certain that you're in Torun actually <laughs> yeah and um, more more often than not when there's a um, like say there's a, a a meeting like a quarterly 
meeting with Martin, who happens to live in Warsaw. And they're infrequent enough that it often just so happens that when we get to talk, well, I guess I'm just gonna be in Warsaw. And so we do that in person. And yeah, so I, I, uh, I gathered a few stats about that. And even though I only was on three international, like, like actually like complicated trips, I had 20 trips during the year and 123 days of the whole year. That's 32% of the whole year. I was away from home. So one third of the time. And that's uh, up from 86 last year and 66 two years ago. Whoa, man. Like, this is really, <laughs> this is really something. Um, I, I think it's also cool that you can do it. And, you know, we talked on this show how you were pulling this off, but because, well, you still don't have kids and things. So this like really like, like do it, man. I keep, keep, keep pushing it because, you know, now you can. <laughs> yeah. And you, of course, and of course, um, uh, you work for this amazing company that just allows you to work from anywhere. So we don't really care where you are as long as you are. Well, I, I, I don't even know what you mean. Like, where else would I be supposed to be if not anywhere? We don't have like an office. Yeah, that's the best part. Like, um, sorry, this is a short thing. Um, remember this article when they wrote about us? Company from Gdynia? We're like, what? <laughs> like, 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 what do you mean by from Gdynia? <laughs> like, like, you know? Yeah, th- th- there was on the front page of, of this popular, though not awesome, uh, news po- portal in Poland. There was like at the very top of this thing that millions of Poles read every day. There was um, Poles envy the company from Gdynia. <laughs> and that was really weird, like... There was a very weird article. Like I, I felt like I'm reading about some some other people. Like that was not us. That was yeah. But the, but the best part is that you know uh, from Gdynia. So just because our office is, I mean, our official address is in Gdynia, like we're not from there. I mean, I was born there, but it's like you know. But to really, you know, where are we from? Like we're from, as you said, we are from anywhere, and that's why you can be anywhere. Well, you were born there and you pay taxes there, so it must be a company from Gdynia. True story. Yeah. Okay, let's get back to the yearly uh, thing. So for me, uh, as far as travel, uh, it was a kind of big year for public speaking, you know, because I I, I Mm. wasn't doing so much public speaking uh, earlier. I mean, in 2017, I think one appearance. And in, in this time, I was three times on some three important conferences, three major conferences, and I was on TV. I was on <laughs> breakfast TV for like five seconds. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. was like five seconds and you didn't get to say anything interesting. Exactly. Unique, but... But yeah. You, you can spin it as something very unique. Michael Slavinsky, as seen on TV. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was so funny when... You, so there was a, a seven-minute segment with three guests. Exactly. So I'm, I'm sure you didn't imagine it like that. No. Like you imagined you wouldn't have a lot of uh, screen time, but like seven minutes for one person, like this is the guy, this is our guest. It's Michael Sawinski from the company from Gdynia. <laughs> but no, there was like three random people, including you. And when you, when I, I could see you fight. Oh, yes. Fight for, 
for for broadcast time and and try to pitch like in the middle of the sentence that oh we're also we don't have an office we work remotely and then the camera switches to uh to to the tv people and they're like oh interesting and and then they move on exactly. they don't give a crap uh, okay so more to travel um apart from uh, um, the, the significant travel and the conferences also i think um we had quite a few weekends with my wife alone which was like very cool because normally it's you know hard to do it when you have three kids um, but we, went, mm. we managed to, to go to a concert together and the best thing um, that we did last year and i think uh, um, you know I, I really recommend it to any couple is we went for a weekend uh, in in the end of january to plan our year so to really just be for the weekend and do yearly planning you know just two of us no like no kids nothing no problem and it was so good uh, we had really a good year and uh, we are doing the same thing this year so um, i'm already planning our next weekend uh, it's going to happen um, i think uh, in february we have to just make sure that we coordinate with the lane but again to get away for the whole weekend you know friday evening and come back sunday evening and just be two of us and do uh, planning actually we even you know go as like, so much like we did last year that we went through this you know michael hyas course just to you know like <laughs> like but but you know it's it's good to have some kind of uh, framework now we're not gonna do, do it again but we're gonna go through some framework to just make sure that we talk about all the things that we want to do together you know and 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 and, and, and you know the best part is that you get, when you are just so candid you're just together um you can honestly say you know what you want to accomplish this year and then the other person says what they want to accomplish accomplish and this way you know you can you know align your goals and not just you know um expect somebody that he, they understand you know of course i want to do it like how come you don't understand it so i think it's a it's a good um it's a good uh, practice to do it as a couple so is, is that part of kind of your annual review routine or is that something like like on top of it like this is the annual review for the two of you as a couple and not the two of you as two individuals exactly so it's like on top of it so i have to be already done with my annual review i see and manual annual planning because then uh it's like the the last i mean the last feedback loop so it is like you know i want to show this to my wife i want to talk to her like what i want to do this year and then she wants to you know she will tell me what she wants to achieve we think what we can achieve as a family what we'll do as a family and then we you know we talk about it we talk it over and then maybe some things can be modified or you know you know, or change a little bit or adjust it but uh, but i uh, it, that's why we do it on the uh, in in january at the end of january or beginning of february so that we already have some kind of clear plan and then we can really you know just as a last feedback loop uh, talk together that's really smart yeah communication is key all right uh so uh, more to travel um i have two more stats that i wanted to to plug in so I was in three different countries, uh, including Poland, and I was in 14 different cities. So that's Whoa. fewer cities than last year, but uh, still 14 cities. Uh, because I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was in almost every large city in Poland and also did a little bit of traveling in uh, Spain and in Romania. But do you count them as cities where you slept? So where you like overnighted or just that you visited? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Like if, if I was just like passing through like in a car or just like that doesn't count. But if I if I slept there or, or you know, spent like 
most of, of, of the day okay. because there was one city like that, then I, I counted. Um, and the, the, lo- the, the longest like combo trip, so like back-to-back trips with just like barely any time uh, at home, it was 27 days. So it was 27 days with uh, it was three t- trips, 27 days and four days total at home to just repack essentially. <laughs> wow. So this is truly nomadic lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. So much of um, the, nomad, the, the nomadic lifestyle stuff I figured out uh, last year, and I will put the link in the show notes to our packing system. Uh, that was We did that uh, two months ago or so. And there was a, a, an earlier episode where we discussed kind of how to live and continue working while traveling. Uh, but I kind of refined this system this year, improved my, my packing and just kind of made it normal and every day so that it's it's not at all stressful. It doesn't take extra time. It's just like very simple and enjoyable to to travel, you know, short distances and sleep over in different cities. Okay, so, the, uh, you know, apart from what we discussed, you know, in this famous video show that we showed everything that we've got, do, do, you, do you think that we will have like an update like in, in a few episodes about it or... Not worth it yet. About travel or about packing? Tra- both travel and packing. I I don't know. Like the only thing that changed since then for me is uh, for short trips where I don't have a lot of stuff. I will um, I have this uh, sealable kind of plastic container so that I can take some food from home so that I don't have to like eat junk oh, while good. you know traveling on the train. That's pretty much the only thing. Like one thing I. Uh, um, uh, oh, Leon, uh, he he got a USB-C charger, and since he's using Android, like, and he got a different pair of noise-canceling headphones, he can charge all of the things from this one charger. It's like a 45-watt kind of travel charger. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the only two things I have an update on for since, the, since two months ago, so not much. Okay. I have some stats regarding sports. So uh, yeah. I did some sports uh, last year, as always. Um, so uh, I did two triathlons, which was uh, good. Both were pretty good. Both I felt I didn't have enough power that I, you know, did so. And then from, you know, from the timings, times, you can see that there, I, w- I was a little bit worse than last year. I mean, the, the previous year, but it's fine. I was still good and doing triathlons, enjoying them. I did... Um, 373 kilometers running, which is my one of my worst total, because uh, the year before I, I I did almost 500 kilometers running, and my top ever in a year was 700 kilometers. So I didn't do that much running as as I used to. Biking, I did you know uh, below 2,000 kilometers, so 1,700 kilometers, again, which is worse than previous year. Um, uh, but still, you know, around what I want to do. So my goal for, for this year is to do 500 kilometers of running and 2000 kilometers of biking. Uh, but again, uh, you know, essentialism trade-offs. I mean, when you do something more and then you do something less, but I, overall, I think I did a, a, bit, a little bit less sport um, last year than the previous year. Uh, so also swimming, I did, I did less, uh, only three, 33 kilometers instead of 63 total, but I did 30 hours of tennis. Ooh, that's new. That's new. I've never done tennis before. I mean, I like I did some briefly when I was um, uh, a, st- uh, a student, but I really 
had no clue and uh, by a chance uh, there is a very cool trainer here around and he comes over and then we do every every Tuesday a training session now it will be every other Tuesday because uh, I need some more time for 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 triathlon training but anyway it was fun and I'm also doing some tennis with a friend and um, you know there is this uh, there is this very famous uh, triathlon shirt you know why do, why do triathlons because why suck at one sport if you can suck at three so i would i would choose a, a different option why suck at three sports if you can suck at four <laughs> right so smart so tennis is a, it's a nice discovery for me i really like it i i really enjoy it i'm not that bad i i no, i mean the most important thing for me is i really enjoy it and um and it's a new thing i haven't done tennis before so again I've done a little bit less of other sports, but I discovered a new sport for me. And uh, I, I, I intend to keep up uh, tennis, but also do more triathlon training because I signed up for Ironman, for half Ironman in the, in the famous city of Gdynia in August. So uh, I need to do some training for that. Wait, so that's uh, twice as long as what you used to do, right? Yes, uh, I'm, I'm normally doing the Olympic distance, and uh, uh, which is one and a half kilometers swim, and this will be one nine kilometers swim, so uh, a little bit more. But then I do 40 kilometers of bike ride, this will be 90 kilometers of bike ride, and then I do mm-hmm. 10 kilometers of running, and this will be a half marathon at the end. So it's... Yeah, that, that sounds like a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it, it's always confusing because... Um, uh, generally, when, when you or, or most people talk about... Uh, triathlons they mean the olympic distance which is like one fourth of the quote-unquote full triathlon yeah which includes the the full marathon of running and then yeah uh swimming and and uh biking yeah so i'm doing the half ironman which is which is exactly half of the full uh, and uh, it's already big it's it's six hours of racing so it's Oof. it's a lot um, uh, and I just decided, you know, I'm going to turn 40 this year. So uh, it's a perfect time for a midlife crisis uh, moment. So um, to combat it, I decided to sign up for Ironman and become Ironman at my 40. So um, that's something I just wanted to do. And uh, and the added benefit of doing it in my hometown of Gdynia, uh, where I know everything. I mean, I know the city. I know the... the I'm going to run the half marathon, on, you know, in the city center. I'm going to be swimming in the sea that I know. I, it's just going to be like additional benefit. Um, so I want to do it. You can swim in, in this in the sea you know it's cold. You know, it's cold and dirty. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And I'm going to be I'm going to be riding there in, you know, Kashubi region, which is really, really uh, nice. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a it thing. It is a nice region. I'm going to be an Ironman. A half Ironman. Whatever. Yeah. You're... you're too poor to be Tony Stark. Exactly. <laughs> well, so uh, for me, in terms of um, sports and kind of body, uh, 2018 was a weaker year. And that was something I kind of knew in advance was going to be the case. I was not going to push myself so hard because I, I decided like... I mostly have a handle on this. Like I'm, I'm not back to my uh, pre 2016 state of being uh, borderline overweight and not able to uh, run very much. And it's just it doesn't excite me as much anymore. So I, I wasn't going to to try that hard. And so um, I, um, my weight is up from last year, 
it's the average for the whole year is 72.8 kilograms, which is 1.2 more than last year average, which is uh, quite a lot more. But it's interesting when you look at the, the, the graph of, the, of my weight over the last eight and a half years, you know, it's up from early 2016, but it's still like massively uh, down from uh, whatever it was before. So I keep monitoring that, but I don't worry about it too much. Like I know which knobs to turn if it starts getting out of control. Uh, I didn't, I didn't have um, nearly as much sports and exercise as I thought I would. So last year I had 57 workouts, like proper workouts. And this year I had 20, which is kind of uh, sad. It's like once every two and a half weeks. Um, but on the bright side, I uh, I also tracked kind of being physically active during the day. So not necessarily a proper workout, like a, a run or a, or a really long or a very intensive bike ride, but you know, not sitting at home all day, like having a long, uh, intensive walk or a bike ride, even if it's a fairly short one. And I was uh, physically active uh, five out of seven days. So pretty good, especially that I don't have to go outside. I work from home, uh, but only 20 workouts. Uh, but still, I can run 10 kilometers. I run 10 kilometers, I think, two or three times during the year. So I can still do that. So I'm, I'm pretty happy I, I haven't lost all uh, form. So let me just put a Tim Cook hat right now. It's all because you don't have the Apple Watch. If you had the Apple Watch and you would be closing these circles, you would know and you would just, you know, stress about it and you would do more workouts. I'm telling you. No, I wouldn't. Like, I, I do track <laughs> it. I do see that. And uh, I did have an Apple Watch and it stopped working. It was motivating the, the circles, but now they're not. Maybe I get it again in a year. Maybe like two years of break from Apple Watch will make it viable again for me for two years. And then I'll sell it again. I don't know. Maybe. But that's what it is in 2018. All right. Uh, so, so in my case, uh, it just um, to recap, uh, I do enjoy doing all these sports. I do enjoy, for example, last year I discovered, um, I mean, the, no, the year before last year, I discovered that going regularly to, uh, to swim is a good thing. So I kept that. I swam less, less than, than the previous year, but still I really enjoyed uh, going to, to the swimming pool. Uh, so um, for me, you know, I'm, I do want to, you know, continually be in shape and continually be uh, doing triathlons uh, just to stay uh, like this. And uh, it's still m so much fun. So um, I really enjoy the endorphins, the, the drugs. All right, uh, moving on, I have a few stats about uh, books, about reading books. So this habit is uh, well and alive. Uh, last year, like, or the previous year, I read 20 books during the year, uh, compared to 34 in 2016. And in 2018, I read 26, uh, which means that during the last four years, I've read 99 books. I think this is this is really cool, and especially with uh, with the audiobooks, like this is this is the way to go. I couldn't find out how many books I read. I, I just have to go really through these stats. I need to update my website for that because uh, it's mm. long, long overdue. But I read more than twenty books. Uh, also, uh, what I did find out is that I really did enjoy still listening to podcasts, which took away time from reading the books. Uh, but um, but but this year I I want to. Like as a part of this process, I want to prune a little bit the, the podcasts and, and focus more on the books because 
it's just they just bring more value than the podcast. Yeah, I, I agree. I only got back to reading a tiny bit more podcasts recently because, um, and we'll get back to it in a second, but I pretty much quit social media and now only like visit Twitter like once a week. Uh, but I, I don't want to like follow all the time everything that I'm interested in interested in and so I switched to getting news in larger packets through newsletters and uh, podcasts uh, so there's that uh, but yeah uh, a few more stats about the books are of the 26 books I read 24 were audiobooks uh, via audible and two are paper books uh, I've written up eight book notes um, two of the books I read were in Polish Two of the books I read were uh, fiction, the rest were nonfiction, and zero were programming books, and I'm a programmer, uh, so I guess there's that. Uh, but even more notable about the, um, the the Polish books is that like one of them was a Polish translation of uh, Marie Kondo, but the other was um, a Polish book written in Polish originally, and I don't remember the last time I've written a, uh, a book. I've read in paper, in Polish. Well, except for uh, Financial Ninja. Um, that was a long time. And it was a really well-written book. So I enjoyed that quite a, a lot uh, to, to read like a, a very well-written uh, prose and not just a translation where, you know, uh, you, you miss out on things. So you prefer to read the original when you can. And, and that, was a, that was really interesting. So I actually got two books by Polish authors. Nonfiction, yeah. And uh, they sound very good and they are very like well regarded and again for me as you said it, it's gonna be funny to just like funny new to read original <laughs> polish books in polish instead of just getting the translations of american books or something like that so yeah a new experience yeah uh, i guess it's funny for us to say but you know when you only learn English or you're not good at reading or listening to English yet, then you you almost force yourself to absorb as much information and culture and everything in English because you want to learn the language better. And then you, you know, six years later, you're like, oh yeah, reading a book in Polish, that was a, a fun experience this year. Yeah, uh, so yeah. most definitely. All right. Um, so you mentioned uh, conferences, uh, giving conferences. Uh, that was also a thing for me this year. I was very inactive in terms of um, kind of community involvement um, during the last two years or the previous two years. But in 2018, uh, I've given three talks on conferences and meetups after a long time. And I published two open source libraries. And one of them is a very, very, very um, you know, big project uh, to be done by, well, mostly me and uh, with help from the whole uh, Nesby team. And that was all, that was all, like, I always wanted to work on open source and I had a, a few like projects before, but it was like, just like playing with stuff. And this is something that we created for Project Purple um, and we had to make it. And it's like a pretty complex piece of uh, tech. And so open sourcing that was a great Awesome experience. I still haven't published a single blog post since 2016, I think, or 15, I think 16. 
but uh, we also pu- published 45 episodes of the podcast, and I've been on four guest podcasts in 2018. Your Water- Water- Watermelon DB project has more than 5,000 stars already, so it's yeah. pretty popular there. Um, so yeah, it was a big thing. It was a major thing like, to really have like like you basically, but you know our company have such a big project uh, open sourced. This is also a new territory for all of us. So uh, yeah, pretty exciting. So for me also uh, this year was um, um, meant working more on the company, not in the company. So because I had more like, perspective doing sabbatical and everything, I also uh, read um, the the book, The E-Myth, revisited. And this sparked the whole thing of of working on processes in the company and starting like to be to like for the company to be more serious and but to be more serious not in the sense of like let's become a big corporation right now but in a to be more serious like to really um you know to go back to proactivity roots and really like uh, iron out processes documentation like really prepare things and be able to scale things so um so we're uh, in this process right now and this this was like the whole second year of second part of the year was all about that and uh, this beginning this first quarter is also about that so these are like some major things that are kind of boring um when running a company uh, i'm a product guy so i prefer to work on nosby <laughs> app and not uh, on the uh, nosby uh, company but um but i found some of these really things exciting so um so yeah i'm and then as the ceo i have to do this and but i really um yeah found some of them really interesting so that's uh, that's all i'm working on right now and uh, yeah it was a big big shift uh, last year for me okay and now to what i think was the most in- interesting and different thing about 2018 for me and I, I guess I should have started from that but yeah that that always happens um, so first of all it was kind of a a year of chilling out for me and what I mean by that is uh, over the last few years I was um, working quite hard on on improving uh, kind of my the, the fundamentals my 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 habits that I felt like held me back I wanted to learn to read a lot regularly to um, lose weight and and get in shape to develop a good routine of of the day and the week you know uh, get up early uh, be productive not not waste time uh, stuff like that we we discussed that so extensively simplify things and uh, like for the first time in a long time I felt at the beginning of 2018 that wow now now I got this like I I might not be at the peak of like I might not read as many books as in 2016 because that was the goal in 2016 uh, or be as in shape as before but I I feel like I I got this now like I I I got it and I can kind of chill out um, observe monitor some of these habits some of these kind of personal um like personal development uh, projects, kind of put them to the side, just observe them and chill out and focus on completely new things. And for me, that that thing was I I wanted to spend more time on kind of random projects, hobbies, like do things just for fun. And there was so much of that in 2018 for me. Uh, the biggest thing was 3D printing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. So I was th- I was looking at that for a long time, and I I finally was like, okay, like I just gonna buy a three D printer, and I did, 
And I don't have the exact stats. I wish I had just for fun, but I've printed more than 200 objects, 200 parts on my 3D printer. I went through five spools of plastic. Um, I, I've printed something like three and a half kilograms worth of plastic. Whoa. Um, yeah. I, I, I did digital fabrication. And by digital fabrication, I mean create stuff based on stuff I design on the computer. And that was also a thing. I learned to uh, do 3D design in CAD software. Uh, so four different digital fabrication media. There's PLA plastic and PETG plastic. It's just stuff I print on, on uh, my printer. I, I did uh, CNC cutting out of plywood. So I would design something in CAD and I got access to a CNC machine so that I can cut like 2D objects uh, from wood. And my favorite, cookies. So I, I can use uh, CAD to uh, design a, a form to make cookies out of. Uh, that's digital fabrication as far as uh, you, you ask me. Yeah, <laughs> I have more ideas for 2019. I want to make things out of concrete, out of metal, and there are ways to, to do it with the help of uh, 3D printing as a kind of uh, for form making or stuff like that. Let me repeat that. Cookies, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much more interesting than, uh, uh, than concrete. Uh, another project I spent some time on uh, was my... Uh, the the rocketry program, the Polish rocketry program, I've been working on for a while with my friends. Uh, there was six rocket motor um, uh, fires, but uh, there were zero uh, percent success rate in terms of launches. And uh, yeah, I, I I will say more about this when we become successful. Yeah, you have to still you know follow SpaceX uh, footsteps. They're already pretty successful. Even when their 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 rocket is just defending itself and just falling down, it's they're really good. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of hobbies and stuff, I I also discovered, that, like, and this was also a theme in 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 the my favorite book ever, The Essentialism, by Greg, Greg McKeown, that you know play like having a hobby, playing with something is cool. So, um, for me, I discovered that I like programming. You know, like, like you know, it's like I do like, and I miss it. You know, so of course I'm not allowed to program anything in Nosby code because this would screw up things no. big time. Uh, so you won't allow me to do that. But I made a few scripts. I made a few, you know, few few kind of like web, web apps that I needed for something or just like few. But and for me, you know, I did it for myself or just for some internal reasons for internal purposes, and and this was fun. I really liked it. So uh, this <laughs> year, for example, I want to do more of that on Fridays. I want to do more like this way I can, uh, as you remember, when we were together on the React conference, I was uh, trying to learn React. Yeah. So I want to learn, learn more of that and, uh, and, and like build. I have some cool ideas for some small scripts I want to do. And, you know, it's, it's, it, it won't be shippable. It won't be like a product. I, I want to focus on Nosby this year. But, but I think these moments, you know, two or three hours of just tinkering with code, uh, you know, four hours, you know, just, just a, a short, you know, stint of tinkering with code, I found out that it still brings me joy. I am a really, not really a good programmer, but it's just fun for me. So I just want to 
pursue that more like on a Friday or something or on a weekend, you know, when I have a moment. Yeah, and I have plenty of ideas like that for 2019. A couple I've already started, like uh, home improvement stuff with 3D printing, but also home automation. I, I bought the parts, but I haven't played with that yet. Uh, some uh, stuff related to electronics, I've been starting to play with that. And software-defined radio, that's also a fun thing I'll, I'll tell you more about when uh, I'm done. Uh, yeah, and, and more ideas, but we'll discuss that uh, later during the year. Yeah, just a sp short spoiler, for example, that both the Shortcuts app is already kind of a, also a fun, fun, fun thing to already tinker with that. It's like a fun introduction. But also the app that you mentioned before the show, Descriptable, which, which yeah. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure going to be using a lot more um, in the future to just try, try things out. Um, like these things you know, stimulate me to, to do something more. And for example, with um, with my journaling setup, I was actually redesigning my journaling setup again uh, for uh, when I was doing my annual review. And uh, I, um, I'm i tinkering with the scripts, like with the, you know, with the shortcuts for that. And I think um, I, I really like where I'm with that. And my, like my journaling is is getting better like in the beginning of the year uh, got better and also reviewing it to 2018 20, um, uh, i i realized that i had moments of not journaling like uh, like lapses of judgment like you know mm -hmm. for a week or two weeks not journaling and i don't like that i and i realized that in these moments some things i wasn't i wasn't controlling my life that much as i as i as i liked like getting back to journaling and journaling every day gives gives me this sense of a control which i like and the sense of like living consciously you know so um that's why for me having this good script for journaling having this like lowering the barrier of entry to journal uh, is is key so um I'm, we're going to talk 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 about it uh, i'm sure in the future whilst while i'll have them you know better prepared but i really um like where i'm getting with that all right uh just a, a couple of kind of quick choir uh, mentions of the stuff from 2018 because we're running out of time uh, stuff I didn't expect, but just happened, you know, projects, but they wouldn't call them hobbies. So I read the book, uh, by Marie Kondo and I discovered the new depths of my, um, simplicity and minimalism. Oh yeah. And I, I recently visited a, a, a close friend who's, whom I lent this book as he was moving apartments. And when I saw what he did, oh man, I, I'm... I'm now ashamed of my hoarding. But but before that, wow. I was super proud of my new depths of minimalism. So that was cool. Um, I also um, did some uh, stuff related to, to finance. We discussed the book Profit First and how that inspired um, uh, me and I think both of us to kind of automate um, our, our finances and kind of make more explicit kind of buckets of money for different purposes and simplify the flow so that we keep a check on our spending and stuff like that. And also at the beginning of the year, um, I implemented some of the, the stuff I learned from the book by Michał Szafrański, Financial Ninja. And I, I uh, went through my kind of bank statistics and, and pulled data from different sources and to understand uh, my spending over 2017. Uh, to kind of see where I spent money, like how much money I spent on different things. And I, and I learned a lot from that. And I've just finished doing the same, but now it took just, you know, like a couple of hours instead of a couple of days for 2018. 
and uh, that was I. That was a huge difference. Like I, I, I saved like sixty percent more money compared to previous year. So you didn't spend that that much money on clothes anymore. You're not the fashionista anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was that, and also there, there was a a kind of uh, small thing with a, a zero waste project, but uh, we'll discuss that uh, later, some other time. Oh, we will because my wife is. L- into into that right now so we are doing some major <laughs> things in our home for, because of that so yeah good we'll talk cool yeah and i think the also one of the most interesting things um i put it under the banner of intentionality and i'll, I'll discuss it later uh, uh one of the next episodes what i mean by that exactly but i i went once again, on a even deeper kind of social media rehab, I pretty much quit most social media and um, turned down even further all the notifications and badges and whatnot. And that was good. We'll talk about it because after our last episode about it, I've made some changes and they're good. And uh, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I want to share, know. you know, but it's, it's more to talk about. So... Um, and also, um, I redesigned my magic spreadsheet. So uh, good. I kept with my magic spreadsheet until September, late September, and then we had the Nosby mm-hmm. reunion, and I just stopped filling it out anymore um, until the end of the year. And uh, I realized why, like what were the problems and the blocks there. So I redesigned it, and now I have a different magic spreadsheet, like a little bit different, and uh, I love it. So so far, so good. And for me, that's it for 2018. That was a year of hobbies, pretty much. Yeah, for me, a year of travel, lots of travel. And uh, this year is going to be cool. It's going to be great. This, for, like, for us, this is going to be an exciting year. Oh, looks like I'll be in the United States of America twice. Yeah, it looks like that. All right, Michael, let's cut it. And I have one more cool thing from the internet that I want to show to you. All right. Oh, yeah. I can also say that um, because, you know, in before the show, we were speaking Spanish because you're still practicing Spanish, which is good. And uh, it's good to hear that. Um, mm. I got back to my French in Duolingo. It, and it's a big thing for, oh, that's good. for this year. I want to keep doing French. I want to learn the freaking French. I'm just impressed how much you learned the, the Spanish. I want to learn the French. I have here French friends with whom I can practice. So Duolingo, it is right now. Good. I, I don't, I wouldn't say I learned anything uh, as for Spanish in 2018, but I haven't gotten worse. I kept using it just enough to uh, not lose it. All right, Michael, uh, check it out. I, I'm putting the link in the task in Nosby to a photo of a SpaceX built thing. Just, just, just look at this and, and, t- and tell me what you see, because this, this, this thing is really weird. This rocket? It is a rocket. What is this? It, it doesn't look like a real rocket, does it? It, it looks like a piece of junk. It, it, I, I assume it is a piece of junk. It looks like they're they're gonna like they're gonna fly it not to orbit but it's it, they're gonna fly it. Why would they fly junk? <laughs> because junk is fast to put together. So uh, <laughs> SpaceX has been working for a couple of years on their next generation rocket, which used to be called BFR or Big Fa- uh, Falcon Rocket, uh, and uh, they're working on that. 
slowly, giving us updates every year. And a couple of weeks ago, um, Elon was like, yeah, so uh, we made some changes and uh, we're not going to use carbon fiber anymore. We'll use uh, stainless steel. And we're like, okay, what's that's weird. What's up with that? And then a couple of weeks later, they just started building a thing that looked like a weird mock-up and they built it outdoors. They just started putting together, like welding, hand welding together some pieces of metal and it looks horrible. It looks like a piece of junk. And but it looks like Elon is now like, oh yeah, in like four to eight weeks we'll uh, we'll do some hops with that, and they'll train, uh, you know, uh, launching, you know, a couple of meters, couple of kilometers up, and then landing with that piece of junk, and they put that together in the last two weeks or something, outdoors. They're crazy, officially. Like they're really crazy. Yeah, they're they're insane. That's that's not how you build rockets this is even it's called rocket science for a reason <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not something you can weld together outdoors in two weeks so there's that there is your rocket corner right there mm-hmm.